he held me up against him and we just lifted out of there and we were going through space very rapidly and we were moving towards what at first I thought was a galaxy but then I quickly realized that it was where God lived it was heaven real life starts now this is real life radio show with on leg i felt alone i felt lost i felt scared real stories i was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life real people i was thinking there was no purpose for my life there's no reason for me to be here real problems i told my dad if you try to take these drugs i'm gonna kill you one solution god hope is a person and his name is jesus and now your host on leg Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about whether or not an atheist, that's right, an atheist could ever change his or her mind about whether there was a God or not. Now, atheists can be pretty zealous of that particular thing of anti-religion. But what would ever change the mind of an atheist when it comes to faith? Well, in our last show, we had just that. Howard Storm was sharing how he grew up in a religious family, but he rejected it later on in life and became a full-blown atheist and then became a college professor. He described how something sudden happened in his life when he was taking students to Paris and his duodenum ruptured, which is a part of the small intestine. Now, as it ruptured, Howard became very ill and it became an emergency situation where Howard was dying. The doctors couldn't get to him in time and he died and had an experience where these beings were taking him to the depths of hell, even though he never believed in that. Now, in that time, he called upon the name of Jesus to save him. And that is exactly what happened. He's going to share with us more about what happened. Howard, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, Howard, your experience is really amazing. And I want to understand more about what you experienced. To retell a little bit, You go from unexpectedly dying, and instead of vaporizing into thin air, you had a spiritual experience of descending into a cesspool of darkness. But when you called upon the name of Jesus, the name you knew as a young child, you were suddenly swept up to him. What was that like? Well, he held me up against him and filled me with his love, which is beyond description because it's so much greater than any experience of love that we have in this world. And we just lifted out of there and we were going through space very rapidly. And we were moving towards what at first I thought was a galaxy, but then I quickly realized that it was where God lived, it was heaven. Uh-huh. And I felt so terrible. And I thought to myself, I'm such a piece of filth. He's made a terrible mistake. He should put me back where he got me. Uh-huh. And we stopped outside of heaven and he said to me, we don't make mistakes. You belong here. And I said, how'd you know? Because I only thought that. I didn't say it. And he said, I know everything you've ever thought. And then I said, that makes me really uncomfortable because I've thought a lot of things that I don't want you to know. And he laughed and he thought that was really funny. And we started conversing. He was so easy to talk to. And then he told me that he had some beings that he wanted me to meet. And I referred to them as angels. They came around us and he said that they had recorded my life and they wanted to show me my life. So we went over my life. The lesson of this whole life review was really simple, that God had created me to be a compassionate person, to care about other people. It's that simple. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And I didn't think that was important at all. I thought what I wanted was important. And so I was 
manipulative and hypocritical and thought the only thing I needed to do was take care of myself. And it made Jesus and the angels very, very unhappy that that's what I was doing with my life. And when it was over, I was glad. And he asked me if I had any questions, and I said, I've got many questions. So I asked him everything I could think of to ask him, and everything I asked, he answered, and he took me places and showed me things and gave me a completely whole new understanding of life and what the world's about. I asked him, why is there war? Why is there evil? What was it like when he was alive? Why did he make me the way that I am? What's the future going to be like? And of course, the most important question I asked him was when he told me I had to come back to this world at the end of all this, I asked him, what did he want me to do? And he told me what he wanted me to do. (laughs) I think we will all ask those questions. Now, what do you remember were some of the answers to your questions? Well, some of the things that he told me, God wants everybody to come to heaven, but he won't make anybody go to heaven. So people that do their best to love God and to be a compassionate person get to go to heaven, and people that choose not to do that don't go to heaven. So they get to go to a place where the other people that are selfish or cruel or indifferent to God, they go there. And the thing that makes that place so terrible, God doesn't make it terrible, it's the people down there, because there's no restraints down there, there's no law, there's no order, there's just a hierarchy of cruelty. And so they just torment each other all the time. And there's a lot more to hell than I saw, and I saw enough that I know all I need to know. But God wants everybody to live lives of love and hope and faith. And God has been sending teachers and prophets since the beginning of time. And then finally, God pulled out the big one, and God came to us in the person of Jesus and showed us and told us exactly what we need to know and do. And anyone that puts their trust in that is going to heaven, no matter what they've done. Wow. It seems like you learned a lesson that many don't understand, that living a good life simply isn't enough. And you understood your shortcomings through this experience. Yep. I think there's so many today who believe that in order to go to heaven, they just need to be a good person. And in fact, it simply is not enough. Would you agree with that statement as a former atheist? Absolutely, because we should strive to do good and be good, but our goodness is not all that good compared to a holy God. We need a Savior. Anyone who thinks they don't need a Savior is so misguided, so mistaken. We all need a Savior. How are you going to go to heaven unless Jesus comes and takes you there? How are you going to get there? You don't know how to go to heaven, and you certainly don't deserve to go to heaven. Mm. Now, I don't want to mislead anyone. You know, dying doesn't mean that anyone would get the same opportunity that you did, which was to experience the truth and have a chance to be saved. I understand that this was some rare instance, especially according to the Bible, that once someone dies, then comes the judgment. So do you know why God would give you this rare experience instead of simply having you to die and send you permanently to that cesspool of darkness? I don't know. I think God would offer people some opportunity, but I was fortunate because, one, I'd gone to Sunday school as a child, so that seed had been planted in me. You know, a simple childlike knowledge of Jesus, whom I loved when I was a kid. So that was, like, critical. I mean, I never would have called on Jesus, but I hadn't known about him. And then, unbeknownst to me, I found out later, there was a nun that I'd had in the class, and she'd been praying for me every day and had all the nuns in her content praying for me every day for 13 years. And so I think that that was really powerful. And I think the other reason was is that God wanted a person to testify to the truth about heaven and hell and Jesus. (laughs) And I've been doing that for over 30 years now. Howard, this truly is amazing, and it encourages the faith of many. Let's stop here. 
I think there's even someone right now who is an atheist, but is now hearing this for the first time and wants to hear more. Let's have you back on our show to talk more about how you became a Christian and when you came back to life in the hospital and what happened from that moment. Howard, I can't wait to have you on our next show. Great. Hang on. The show isn't over yet. I have some deep thoughts to share with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's super interesting to me that I'm talking to a university professor who is an avid atheist, and he's now telling us on the air that we need a savior for our sins. And that savior is Jesus. Now, Howard really had quite the experience and he needed to change his educated mind that there is a God and Jesus is the savior of the world. Yeah, someone out there is saying that this is probably some fabricated story, right? And that's fine. If you want to let the devil tell you that I or Howard is lying, go ahead. But friend, there is no lie in this. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And if you don't believe it nor take heed to it, you can find yourself in a very bad permanent eternal situation. Listen, no manipulation, just truth. If someone told you you needed car insurance just in case you get into a car accident, and if you ignore it and you end up in an accident, the consequences will be quite dire. But that is if. You see, death is not an if. It's a when for all of us. And here we are hearing from someone who saw heaven and hell and has come back to tell us about it. It reminds me of the story in the Bible that illustrates this very picture. It's written about Jesus' parable when he said in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 23, it's written, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. I'm going to stop there because you see, I bet that rich man in his own eyes was rich because in his mind, he was doing everything right. He was maybe in his own eyes a good guy and maybe he even believed that Lazarus, the beggar, was a beggar because he was a bad man in his life, maybe making bad choices, therefore that's why he was a beggar. But in the end, the rich man's perfectly well-lived life wasn't good enough to land him in heaven or Abraham's bosom. Interesting, huh? Now, he was instead being tormented in Hades or hell. What would get him there? Doing it all right? This doesn't seem fair. 
Now, surely the beggar didn't do everything right in his life. This I can assure you. But how did he end up instead going to heaven? Interesting, huh? Jesus is telling us without telling us that there is a pathway to heaven that is not connected to being a good person because God is perfect and only perfection can enter into this realm. See, no matter how good you are or how good you think you are, it isn't good enough to enter into the kingdom of God. What is that other pathway? I believe, my friends, that Jesus Christ is the other pathway. He was revealing that He was the way to save us from our sins, to forgive us so that we could experience salvation, so that we can end up in a place, an eternal place with Him. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who has never received you as their Lord and Savior, who's never entered into the pathway of heaven. Lord Jesus, right now, we take that pathway. We repent of wanting to do it by our own good works or being a good person. And instead, Lord, we forsake those things. We repent of them. And we ask, Lord Jesus, for you to be the Savior of our lives. Help us to truly be living a good life. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.